Notabert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to butcher it. When I saw it, I was like, there's something going on that I don't understand <laughs> about the consonants. But welcome to the nonprofit podcast. Um, just to start, why don't you tell me how would you describe yourself, uh, where you came from, uh, what we're doing here, and then we'll find Ooh. a place to kick off. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, I'm from, from the States. I'm from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I left uh, the States in 2000, early 2008. Um, I was married to uh, um, an English person, mm. ex-wife, very good friend still. Um, so I landed in London, 2008, um, because things were going bad. I used to be in the, I was previously in the real estate and finance oh. sort of world. I was going to ask it to have anything to do with the collapse, yeah, of the world. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been in a couple pandemics of different types. You know what I mean? <laughs> different now, diseases are affected. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah. That was toxic. Uh, yeah loans but um yeah i got i took that wave right in the face um yeah things were going great and then as you know things sort of fall apart i my partner at the time was uh ready to move back to the uk and um i moved there we moved there and then split up of course (laughs) that's how how it (laughs) works and uh but so i was in a pretty low point at that point Mm. in my life I, i had uh previously you know was on the sort of high i caught the whole real estate mortgage boom from 2000 on, right? As like an early 20 something. Yeah. And just, and was doing well, probably too young to be doing that well. Gotcha. Too stupid. You were, you were like riding a wave that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I caught all of it too. I caught all the wave and then, and then kept pushing things around, making really bad decisions and positions and, and, and just got clobbered. And so, we uh, moved to the States, and so I mo- or I, we moved to uh, London, mm. dead broke. I mean, dead, dead broke. Like, just, I mean, looking for, looking for places to, looking for places to, to sleep in the park. Uh, oh, kind that of bad. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, to me, I, I think naturally I'm an I'm a optimist anyway, so mm. I didn't look at it that bad because I love camping. I'm from Arizona. <laughs> I love camping. And I was like, I camp. I don't have to pay rent. I, mean, I, I knew I had my responsibility towards my young daughter at the time. And that was number one, but I got, you know, I had, living in Arizona and Scottsdale, I had this corner office on a golf course and it was like, and then now I'm, I had to, to start over. Like I had to like move, I, I didn't have, I didn't have any credit. I was 31 <sighs> years old. Yeah. I had zero credit. I mean, a 16 year old had more credit in the UK than me. <laughs> so it's like renting something, you know, do you have a job? No, and, you know, I didn't have a job. I was trying to start this crazy fun thing that just collapsed anyway. And then, um, so I had to get a job. And I just had to get a job. And uh, my brother-in-law at the time says, you know, you just got to man up and just get a regular job. Yeah. And so I got a job and, uh, you know, at 31 years old, totally broke. And it paid a grand a, grand a month. Oof. And then, but if you hit some, no, it's paid 750 pounds a month. But then there was this commission thing. And if you hit a certain amount of money, then you got paid. Oh, okay. Uh, like okay. you made an extra 400 or 500. Right? I was dead, dead. <laughs> And so I, it was really hard to make this, this transition, but I was a salesperson by, by trade. Yeah. So I got a job as a, as a travel agent. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, and so 
it was pretty hard on the ego at the time and I, uh, you know, I had to like answer the phone. Hi, this is Joe with Dialfly. Where would you like to go today? This kind of thing, you know, and, and so I just, it was a job, right? And, but it wasn't, wasn't enough to pay for like, you know, childcare, rent and all that. So I was kind of looking, but I, I had like gone to a jiu-jitsu gym. It wasn't Hodger's main academy. It was the other mm. one in Farringdon. Cesar Lima was my actual main instructor that okay. was under Hodger. And uh, so that's like February 2008, and um, I was way overweight, obviously kind of depressed from just yeah. losing everything, house and everything in America just went, um, and marriage, you know, so you, you, you... Is that, was that like directly after you'd moved over, and so it was just like kind of like a cascade of like a, it wanna, it's like a cluster boom, boom, bomb. Boom. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's like, yeah, 2008 was a really bad year, but not. But yeah, not. sure, yeah. Because... Well, 2007, the writing was on the wall and it was getting weird. But mm. 2008 was, yeah, broke but accepting it. <laughs> and then I, went, I talked to somebody about jujitsu, a friend back in the States, and, and I thought, and, and he was like a white belt. He was a regular guy. And I'm like, I didn't know you could just be a regular guy and go do jujitsu. So yeah. I just went to this gym nearby my office and, <laughs> near London Bridge. And I walked in there and I just, my first class that I had, I just, I fell like totally in love with it. I got... I got absolutely smashed, yeah, sure. but pressure smashed. I didn't yeah. get hurt. Yeah. And I got like these juices flowing in my body and uh, the pressure that I took in it. And la later I've sort of learned, my brother's really big into this, I have a twin brother as you mm. know, into lymphatic drainage with pressure from jujitsu. Yeah. And you might get some benefit of feeling some endorphin after, that's why after I was smashed, I just remember rolling off the mat. <laughs> like just a sweaty mess mm -hmm. up against the wall and I just hadn't felt so alive in so long. It was like somebody had given me a pressure massage I was ex and the exhaustion felt mm -hmm. good, right? The exhaustion felt good and the pressure felt good and I was just, I was just so happy. And I, and I knew right then and there I was like hooked on this. Like, like, oh, the first medicine. Roll, <laughs> yeah, first roll, I was totally hooked. Interesting. And, um, and then I started meeting all the Brazilians that were working there and stuff. Mm. Like, there's guys at the gym. It was a small gym. I mean, when I started in London, there was just, like, one blue belt, a bunch of white belts. Yeah. There was one purple belt instructor, and then there was Caesar, who was a brown belt at the time. And the Brazilians, you know, some of them, uh, they get to Europe in different ways, right? Some mm -hmm. of them have a grandfather or something, and they get a passport. Some of them don't. They live there yeah. um, illegally, and so they're struggling themselves and they were living behind the behind the building in a like in the causeway where all the heaters are and they were sleeping on the stairs so i got i thought well i'm already looking at the park if these guys are all sleeping behind the stairs i might that that might be a good option you know because they're like it's warmer it's like jujitsu and it's like because i thought the shower part was going to be an issue but now there's a gym and there's a shower yeah right and so i thought well there's a shower it's close to the office and so i was thinking about that i mean luckily literally the last hour of the last day of the month, many times I somehow managed to get a sale that put me over the, the quota where I got a little bit more money. So it never happened. It was close. Um, but I was an uh, overweight guy at the time. I had, uh, I started, I started training jujitsu like, as much as I could. I would just go, I always did, I was a big lunchtime guy. Mm. I would just get to the office early, explain to my manager, who's like 10 years younger than me or something like that, who's yeah. just telling me sales techniques and all this, whatever. You know, Coffee is for clothes. You know, all this kind of stuff. I'm in a cubicle <laughs> and all this kind of thing, and I'm making calls and trying to, 
trying to book travel for, for people. And so, um, so I just trained at lunches. I was at the office all day at the, at the travel agency. And things started to pick up. I lo- lost a lot of weight. That's a big one. Um, I, I know. I, I knew I loved it. And um, things started to work out in, in, in a new life. You know, I was an immigrant living in, in London, and I'd started to make some friends and and just trained like crazy. And I just and then they, and then there was like you could do competitions, and I was like, oh, wait, wait, you can do competitions, and it's like at your belt level. Right, and that, and so I immediately like started competing, like right at the first one, and oh, I like love that. And then I was just like, Andy can do that, yeah, <laughs> you know. And those were like thirty-five year uh, pound entries or something yeah. like that, you know. And you got a T-shirt, and it's like you could go, and everybody's your size and your level. It's like, and then you get to see who wins, and yeah. you know, and you get a little medal on the thing, whatever. And I, and I was like, oh, this is great. This is, and you can do this on weekends, and they got them all over England. You could take the train, and I was like, Phew. so I just started competing like right off the bat. And um, and so things were were starting to look look good. Um, I'm I'm giving the whole life story. Here, no, no, please I'm do. Yeah, everything no, from, from 31. But I, if it was boring, I would stop you. But okay. it's, it's, it's fairly. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I did uh, real quick. Did um, your did staying in England was that simply because your daughter was there? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, otherwise, it seems like the natural thing would be to retreat where you had some kind of connection, some kind of yeah, yeah. yeah that was hard too. I mean. Uh, you know, I love I mean, how I got to Spain. That's we'll get to that. But I mean, I, I was I loved Arizona. Yeah. My family's there. Yeah. My mother, my dad, like everybody, right? My brother, yeah. right? So that was really hard. That was really hard. That was hard, but uh, it was needed. You know, if you got kids, yeah, you got to uh, you got to be there for them. So, so that's why I stayed. Yeah, that's why I stayed. So that things are going good. Back in the jujitsu, hanging out. I get to my, see my daughter. They live right around the street. My ex-wife just moved right around the street. We remained very good friends. It's just, that relationship didn't work. It was for the better. Yeah. Um, and I, my daughter's here at the festival, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah she's 17 now. Right? Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, She's cool. with her new boyfriend, actually. So, awesome. Yeah, so, so she's super happy. And um, uh, just started training, competing. Uh, after working two years in that job, I'm naturally an entrepreneur. Yeah, when I was in America, it was the same thing. I just I was never really great working under people or being yeah. managed, and and it was a lot of my fault. I'm very mistake prone, mm. <laughs> and I make I just make errors. I seem to work better on my own terms. Yeah, I th- I think I'm I think the same. There is seems to be a binary thing here where yeah. like uh, the insulation from being under somebody means that you can mask your mistakes a little bit, or you can hide, or you, you, you can do something where you, you kind of like mitigate the consequences, uh-huh. where, but it, it's safe, and therefore you never go too far one way, Yeah, and that way you kind of remain, and then there's the other type of person that just cannot tolerate being under and not exploring, and I think the entrepreneurship, that, that mentality comes from just like, I, gotta, I know I might fail, but I have to like try. Right, right. Oh, I mean, I looked at it too... Because in the last, since I got out of college in Arizona, which was 2000, um, I mean, four of those years I worked for somebody mm. till today, right? So that's the other 20, I don't know, 23 yeah. years. I've always worked for myself in some sort of way. And it's just worked out better for me. Now, yeah. there are some people out there that like to have a job, and I, and mm-hmm. I think that's great because mm-hmm. they're nine to six, yeah. they're done. And they also have a life after six, right? Like yeah. they, they, and when you work for yourself, you, you don't never. after six. Yeah. It never ends, right? Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I didn't mind that sort of structure. And mm-hmm. so after two years working at the travel agency, I sort of figured out how it worked. 
Mm. And um, I managed to hook up with a, um, basically buy a franchise of a travel company. Like I got built up big enough, made, managed to make some clients and, yeah. and uh, I got into just doing my own thing. Yeah. Uh, I managed to actually get into, funny enough, the film industry. Oh, okay. Um, because when I lived in London, this is a funny story, I guess, real quick. I'm a single guy, mm-hmm. and I end up, and, and so I'm living on a bar over a bar first alone, <laughs> right? And I, so I go down to the bar a lot, right? And I meet a guy who's like, "Hey, you know, we're just having a drink." He's like, "We're just talking. You got kids? You got kids? Yeah, yeah." I lived, we lived, and he's like, "We live down the street. Me and my friend, we live down the street, and you know, we both have kids, and like they're the same age as mine." He goes, "We, we live together, and like." But we got an extra room. And I go, what? He's got an extra room. And so there's three dads living in a house. All split. With, and like, then we got our kids the, all timed. The premise for a sitcom. Yeah, in it, was, it was hilarious. No, it was hilarious because cause these, cause we'd have our kids. We're all the same age. They're all about, by this time, you know, three to six. Yeah. Three to, and so we all lived in this house and we managed to get the weekends with our kids at the same time. So it was just like three dads like, where are we going guys? We're going to go yeah. to the fair. We're going to go to the playground. That's we're pretty gonna go, cool. Yeah. We'll go to the pub and have a drink by the playground. And, and then, and then on the other weekends, it was just mayhem, like mm-hmm. party type time. It was, it was just a real blast. But anyway, that one guy was a musician. So I really, I started to get into music and oh, playing nice. a lot, a little bit. Guitar um, or? Guitar. Yeah. 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 And just singing and yeah. stuff like that. And they, we go to a lot of these gigs around South London. And I got to see this sort of underbelly okay. of London and Brixton. And, and then the other one was a film producer. Oh. But he started off as like a project manager. Anyway, he started yeah. to get pretty good. And then he became a producer. Now he's one of the best producers in London. His name's Lee Groombridge. Lee, if you're out there. Yeah. Lee Groombridge. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but at the time, he, you know, he's like, oh, I, you know, we, we have to fly the crew out a lot, a lot of things. And so I'm like, okay, this is kind of a cool niche for the travel agency yeah, thing. Yeah. So I started from that. It grew to like picking up other production houses because they all move around. Yeah. There's freelancers. And yeah. my name just started spreading around London. Uh, producer scene that Joe's good you know, he's okay he'll, he'll always answer his phone at yeah. like one in the morning because you know? I would right I was like I was like I'm coming from America it's like service 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 yeah, yeah. right just yeah. be just be there that's all I had right so yeah. it's like gotta do something right uh, and so uh, so that actually started to, to grow a bit and I started to do quite well um, with that travel agency thing but it was a job that was like in front of a computer mm-hmm. um, and it also you know, like you had the, the service had to be ready at any time. Yeah. And, uh, but that's why it was growing because the surplus was good. Um, so that's what happened with the travel agency. But I also started to learn a lot about travel and like how, you know, hotels mm-hmm. work and their contracts work mm-hmm. and how airlines work and how the, in, the airline and hotel and tourism industry sort of works behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot, learned a lot. And, um, then in 2016, um, my ex-partner and I uh, had just talked about like living somewhere else other than London because we have a baby, right? So yeah. I can't, I'm still, well, she's, she was 11 at the time now, right? But it's like, I can't just go move anywhere and she can't just go anywhere. We have to be at least Together, in the same yeah. town, you know how it goes. And she was a head teacher or assistant head teacher by this time. I said, because I, I had a laptop business by this time now, mm. right? It's a laptop. It doesn't matter where I'm so at. So you can Europe. go anywhere. I could go anywhere within the time zone where it's reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. So anywhere from South Africa to yeah. to. to, to you know, Finland, Norway plus or, or minus three yeah. hours, right? Yeah. Couldn't go to America. So she ended up getting a job in Mallorca because I always, when I used to sit in that cubicle, I used to just stare at the map. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, you're handling travel for other people, other so people, you're constantly yeah. kind of like, wait, where's this yeah, place? Like, where's and this place? Kind of you start looking where people are going, and Mallorca drew me because I was thinking about Portugal first. Yeah, but then the, the water natural. was too cold. 
Yeah. The water's too cold. I'm like, the fishing's great, right? And the culture's great. Yeah, yeah. But the water's freezing. Yeah. Can be freezing. I mean, even in August on that coast, the water can be freezing. Yeah. And Mallorca in the summer is warm. I mean, it's still late October and you can still swim. Yeah, it's right? so great, actually. So it's yeah. because it's a sea, it traps heat, heat better. And mm-hmm. then the water clarity, I mean, it's been really crazy out there this Lately, week. Yeah. But when it calms down, I it's, mean, the visibility for the diving match. and free yeah. diving is fantastic. Yeah. And so... Um, I like that idea. She got a job out here, and then I'm like, well, I'm going to go out here cool. as well. And because at the time, I remember I'm an American citizen, but mm-hmm. we were married technically by the time we got to the UK. So I got residency in the UK. Gotcha. Okay. Right? That's when they were part of the EU. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's easier to get in here. Yeah, but Brexit had just happened. Yeah. I, and so yeah. I quickly was like, oh, and plus being an American, yeah. I can't. And, and then technically divorced, right? Yeah. I can't actually just come to Spain. Right. Even if, even if because I'm not an EU citizen. Right. I'm, I just have a residency permit from a in marriage UK, yeah. living in the UK. So then, but I'd been living there now by this time, I think over five years. Something. No, no, eight years. I'd been yeah. eight years. I lived there for eight years total. So, and then they announced Brexit, but it didn't take effect yet. Right, yeah. So then it was like, I had to become, I had to like, the only way to do this is become a British citizen. So the irony is that I actually got British citizenship to leave Britain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got the yeah. British passport. Then I and went over to Spain and go, still part I'm of the EU. Spain. <laughs> <laughs> still part of the EU. Let me in. Got my residency here. Once I got the residency here after Brexit, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Because they can't take your residency. Right, yeah, yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then moved here. Now, by this time, I was a brown belt. Okay. 2016. And there's no jujitsu here at this point. There was. Okay. There was a few places. Okay. There was a few places. Um, not not like ours. What, was that not? I mean, if there is something, but that that is a strange thing to think about. If you go somewhere and you're like, wait, is there jujitsu here? Because it's the first thing I look for, like yeah. when I fly oh, I anywhere. Checked. Yeah. I okay. checked. Yeah, I checked. Um, I checked, and there was a few places. So okay. Like, okay, we can roll. I can roll. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. roll, and then. But I was also starting to think about, you know, the travel agency business was good and it was, was doing well, mm-hmm. and, and, but I just didn't like the, where I was, it was, I, was feel, I felt limited. Yeah. And I did, I was like, I didn't, I, it was, the other idea was to start a bigger travel, travel yeah. agency and start hiring guys and doing the whole yeah. uh, managing Scaling. sales guys yeah. and all that yeah. kind of thing. And I was like, I don't want to do that either, you know. Yeah. Um, so I just started teaching at my daughter's school. Just some jujitsu classes. Oh, really? Yeah, I was working on the com- the computer all day as my day job, and then I just offered an, like an after school club oh, for, cool. for kids at the school, and uh, and so that was when it was like, well, you know, wait a minute, you know, because people ask me, well, do you have classes for adults? I'm like, well, I'm already training at this other place, right? Yeah. And so so that kind of grew, and then in El Toro, which is the southwest, I was telling you, I've got I've got two do- dojos, yeah. one in Palma in the center of the city and then yeah. one, the smaller one on the coast. So I found a little space with like, you know, 60 square meters and yeah. started that. And then that was in 2018, oh. April of 2018 by okay. that time. So I was here for about two, one and a half years before I opened that. Okay. Working the, the travel agency thing. Um, started to notice that where people were coming from Palma. Yeah. Which for for people on the island, a twenty minute drive is like might as well be forever. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's a very different culture. Like you're in different. L.A. and that's like nothing. Yeah. And there yeah. is a different population here too. You know, our school is really really diverse. Yeah. Internationally, you know, because there's a huge yachting industry here. Yeah, you have like, if I'm right, I don't I, I don't know very well, but if you're like Andrach, it's like 
Russian kind of immigrant? is almost more second home, oh, okay. everything. Okay, and then German is Kalvia? Is that? Mm, I'd say that's a mix, Germans okay. and British. Okay. There's, they're pretty much mi- mixed together, but that okay. would be called the, the foreigner, you know, expat's always a word people yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah, use. Yeah, but, gotcha, yeah. Um, and so, but, and then there's the, the guys that work on the boats. And yeah. they, they're these young guys that are like 23 years old. Oh, okay. And they make they make really good money, and they live on the boat, and they don't, you know, they're they're at the the pub spending all their money if they don't do something. Yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, that, it's like uh, what would it be the equivalent in Virgin Islands? There's like the, that yeah, same thing. BBIs, well, yeah. they spend their winters, they spend their summers here, and their winters in oh, the Caribbean. Yeah, gotcha. They go okay. back and forth, but it, it's a huge, huge hub for for sailing this island. Yeah. So, so I, I decided to open up this this the one in Palma with because of such demand. Mm. But at the same time, I was also back. To, let's go back to London when yeah. I'm sitting in a locker room. There's a guy named Basil Kohlberg, and he was like, "We were white belts together." You know, this is like back in the day, right? And now he's black belt now. So every time we yeah. see each other, it's like, "Hey, hey. We used to be back. remember <laughs> the old, the old blue tatamis and yeah. you know, the, all the stories and the old pictures?" Because we didn't. We actually had pictures. Yeah, yeah. Around then, still, there wasn't really so much. There wasn't really an iPhone, really. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. You know, at that time, I think it just came out. But anyway, he was sitting there, and I'd heard about these other camps, you know, because I was in travel by this time, and, yeah. and I heard about, you know, BJJ Globetrotters, great, great outfit, you yeah. know, Christian, they they're sort of started that sort of mm-hmm. movement. And I said, do you ever think about going to one of those, you know, jujitsu retreats, you know, where you go out and travel? And mm-hmm. he goes, man, you know, this is before he had kids. He said, I'd love to, but um, my wife and I have to have our holidays at the same time and she would just never go for that like she, we have to have like she'd only be happy if there was like yoga and like it was a five star hotel or something and I went I was like huh the constraint actually just it just made the model yeah it was okay. the, there was this particular market out there and Basil was a well, you know well to do guy in life mm-hmm. and and I know that the other camps I don't think of any of them hardly do what we do. Yeah. I don't think anybody rents an entire hotel. I don't think so. Yeah. No. I mean, th- I've seen one five-star one on offer, yeah. but it's probably a block of rooms or you book yeah. with the hotel and then you go to a basketball arena down the street or something like yeah. that. That kind of thing. Um, so that was like the, the seed mm-hmm. when, when Basil said that, that I thought, well, he, he'd love to go, but And this can't. is like 2009, This is like 10. 2009, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so this is early on when you, you don't really have... Uh, the wherewithal or the the space, but you're you're planting ideas. You're like you're always looking for opportunity. You're still just trying to survive. But this thing, this yeah. one moment has kind yeah. of like seeded this yeah. idea. Well, anyway. that's well, things that's, that's my problem. Sometimes is, is I get too many ideas. Sure, yeah. try and even chase them without the ability to even you know. But I knew that if I'm going to chase something, I have to. That's I'm, called entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I knew that with any business, it like just literally starts with like the baby step idea. Yeah, like just. Just draw it out on a map like just what's the first thing you would have to do and yeah, well, yeah. And what's the second thing and who do i need goes to call down to a thousand steps it's like at least you can make little steps towards it and oh, so, that's fascinating that that lesson in itself i think is one of the hardest things to understand about getting anything done is like i think people really protect themselves from exploring ideas and really like profoundly changing their life because they think they need to have the map all the stops all the destination everything kind of planned out and you're like 
what most people don't recognize is that I can, if I just aim for something, I say, here's, I'm, I'm uh-huh. at A, I want to go to B. What they don't realize is by the time I get halfway there, B is going to change to C. And, I, and it, it, you start, the, the map just changes as you go. Mm-hmm, right. And actually the most disappointing thing that I think I could ever think of is going, I want this. And then when I get there, I get it and nothing changed and everything was exactly how I thought it was. Like That is a disappointing existence sure. actually. Yeah, yeah. Because nothing surprising there was no lessons there there was no like right. new information but the the second you explore the topography of your life adventure or whatever you recognize oh actually that vantage point is way different and way better than i thought yeah and so i think i i just like i love when people stumble on these things and they like it it might help the one person who's thinking like oh well, i could never do it cuz i don't have the business plan or something but you're like no you you just well, who would I call about that? How would I find out about how to move to Spain? I'm a U.S. guy living in England, and I don't even, like I'm not even supposed to be here, kind of deal. But right. you know, <laughs> once you figure it out, you're like you can kind of do whatever you want as long as you just like, well, what's the next thing and what's the next thing? Yeah, that's fascinating. Well, to get at least to get to the the goals that you want to, and then of course the, the crazier thing is is that as you along the journey, so many cool things happen mm-hmm. that are unexpected, which of course if you don't try then you don't even get the chance of the these little crazy off, offshoot <laughs> things that end up happening or that come your way because <laughs> you were on that journey first you know and so I, I kind of knew enough that that's it's sort of like you got to run at it and a lot of things are going to change along the way and I know that but you know with that little step-by-step process always thinking about it like that's kind of what I do a lot mm. is just think about these things with my spare time mm-hmm. you know it can be a curse sometimes yeah um so the the seed was planted there by Basil because, you know, I was in tourism, so it was an interesting concept. Um, when I moved to Mallorca, it was like, I'm living on a, an island, like paradise, really, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, I love jujitsu. <laughs> and, and I understand the travel industry. You know, so there's these three, there's these three points here. The Venn diagram is right? starting to close. You know? And I thought, so, okay, so there's got to be something there. But, um, so, and I, and I didn't know anything about running events. Mm. Nothing. I didn't, I didn't have that skill. Yeah. I didn't have that skill set. Which is a different, yeah, different skill. Yeah, it is a different skill. And that one you have to learn along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, uh, I, I, I had been competing. I did well in, in some competitions. And having a school is also really important, almost as an anchor. You know? Yeah. It's like, that's, that's kind of my job. Mm. But, and then I have projects, which are like the festival. And then yeah. competitions, which are my job too, because I spend pretty much every day on this. Yeah. 365 days a year, I'm doing something. There's something related Something to here related yeah. to this, right? And sometimes for hours, sometimes for a few minutes. It depends, right? Mm-hmm. But... Um, let's say we get to like 2020, right? We're going to go into COVID now. So that's, I opened the you, first... You had the first event 2019. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so yeah. Two, 2019. Oh, let's go back, right? Because, yeah. so I needed to find a space. I needed to find a space. But I knew that it needed to be something different than um, what's typical mm. with camps is, okay, guys, this is the auditorium. We're having the mats. Just jujitsu. It was also, the, those type of camps are generally male dominated. Yeah. Like maybe 
men, 20% women. Yeah. It's a different thing. But then I also know that there's, that there's yoga retreats all over and mm-hmm. they tend to also be like 80% women, 20% men. Yeah. Also, both work well with each other. I mean, you know, getting a yoga regime regime is isn't going to hurt your jujitsu. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could do both. <laughs> right. Yeah. You could do both and probably help improve a lot of yeah, things yeah. and yeah. injury prevention. So they worked sort of together like that, that as the idea. Um, I needed a location, um, so I just was on the hunt for hotels. Yeah. And I found this place in 2018, something like that. Mm. Um, so this is the original place that you started with. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2019. Yeah. And, um, and somehow talk them into letting us rent the whole place. That's probably the best thing I ever did was somehow convince them that this, that we, we wanted to rent the whole place. Now, of course I'm signing on this. Yeah. When you rent this place off, there's a big financial aspect to it. Um, well, it's, it's, um, and it's, it's also, it's like anything that you do that is n- new space is that you have to both sell the idea and provide the product and you have neither. Right. It is a magic trick of sorts. Yeah. Um, and I don't think a lot of people understand that concept. We, it, from my own experience, we built this app, wasted all our money on it. The idea, the, the concept I'll tell you later is about, uh, traveling and fitness stuff. And I wanted the ability to drop into gyms and without the annoying, without annoying the person, just like yeah. let the person know that you're going to come through, find the schedule without, you know, kind of ease of use. Cause that's how I learned pretty much everything that mm. I know. And there was this moment after everything was created where I need the users, but there's no gyms. I need the gyms, but there's no users. Huh. And I have to bridge the gap between those two somehow. And you're like, this is, this is where, this is where what is known as bullshit really does provide a skill where you can like, I need to bridge the gap by convincing people of my idea. If they can see the greatness of my idea, yeah. the, the middle ground doesn't exist. We're just going to like overlap magically. And that, right. is that what's ba- going on basically, here? Basically. And there's a lot of chatting and a lot of talking yeah. and, um, bullshit. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, and all, you know, it's the end. It's, kind of the end of this the, the season here but i love october yeah. on the island because it's you get this kind of well in 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 fahrenheit you know low 70s mm-hmm. sort of feel right like that's what it is out there right now yeah, it's perfect san yeah. diego weather yeah it's kind of, exactly it's like it's basically yeah mediterranean california type weather yeah but the water's a little warmer here believe it or not oh yeah for sure pacific yeah. is a cold ocean yeah, it's a cold ocean people don't like, actually recognize how just cold like portugal is. yeah no sharks no sharks well there there are apparently but there's not been a shark attack but yeah there. you're like i mean nothing that would be they say there's that the, that the great whites come, but they go to the middle and they just give birth and they leave. Something like that. Oh, interesting. Like it's a sea. Okay. It's like a birthing place. Like they don't, they're not, in, they're not, they're, they're not, not hunting. Eating. Yeah, yeah. They're not like in South it's Africa. It's not South Africa. Yeah. 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 So, um, so anyway, so that worked out well. Um, the, the first one went great. I mean, managed to get. You know, Mauricio, Dan. Mm. I knew I lived with Ross too at some point, like in the oh, house with yeah, all the guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> well, a, just a happenstance. So yeah, with Ross, Ross okay. kind of moved in with the whole group. He was like, you know, he, ma- Ross is a great math teacher, by the way. He, you know, he has a background in science. Okay. And uh, a bio, uh, some sort of science degree, and so he used to help my daughter with his math, with her math. Um, <laughs> and we used to take all the furniture out and roll around in the in the <laughs> living room, and you know. Um, and so, so I started, I was able, I, I knew him and so he managed to, he knew, he knew Dan, mm-hmm. 
some somehow Mauricio and Natalie bought into it and they were not sure. And that was yeah. the biggest challenge too. Again, yeah. it's how am I going to convince great teachers to come here, you know, yeah. without a lot of funding, you know, on the holiday concept. Yeah. And so they got here and they loved it, right? 2019 was a great, great year. It was just took a bath on the business side of it. Sure, yeah, you have to, yeah. But that was part of, the, that was okay with the plan. Yeah. It was like, people had to see the place. I know it's a unique and special place, and if we have these classes the way I see it, and we have yoga the way I see it, and we have mm. all these other things to do as I see it in my head, it's gonna be tough to, know, to say that that was shit. <laughs> yeah, I the thought. experience, once people are here on the ground, and people are just doing their thing. It's yeah. very hard to miss how great it is yeah. to wake up and have breakfast and then be in a room in 15 minutes with the best people at jujitsu in the world. Right. And I knew that they just had to see that because it's yeah. like, but get butts in the seats, yeah. you know. And, and so these, these, um, these people had a great time. There was only like 50 people. Right. There's 180 here today, right? Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. So it was under. Yeah. It was a big loss, but okay. Yeah. Because it went well. Like the social media was great. We're telling all of our friends, and, you know, and, uh, and, and everything happened. This is going to be great. And started 2020 just like that day. The, 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 the day I launched the tickets, the tickets just went, yes. You know, yes. Yeah. It's did it because next year will be good. And then yeah. third year, fourth, you know, because this would have been the fifth year. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a building process and there's going to be, and there's many of punches to the face along the way, metaphorically. But um, then, yeah. So, and at the same time, because I'm trying to do these things at the same time, I, I, I sign on a place in Palma, a different gym, a smaller one, yeah. to, to open up the Palma Dojo. So it's dojo there, yeah. dojo Palma, work on the festival. That's, yeah. that's my work day, right? And that was in January. And then the third project I work on, and then I'm done with projects, is I'm trying to bring competitions, jiu-jitsu competitions, here. to Mallorca. Yeah. Yeah. And it was that February, the week before all this sort of started, we had a trial run of the Mallorca Open, we called it King of the Beach, where we just basically put the mats out on the beach. Oh, cool. And scoreboard and everything. Yeah. And just invited, you know, everybody from the island, from oh, the different cool. schools, and yeah. our school, and, and, and had like a small tournament on the beach, and it was amazing. It was fantastic. Yeah. And because I thought, I just couldn't believe that in the entire world, there's, there's not a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition on the beach. I'm like, is, is there, I, I, do you we've, know one? I've actually, we've actually talked about the experience. Uh, my, my friend Josh Tyler, uh, MMA fighter, black belt under, I can't remember, but uh, fun, phenomenal martial artist. We've talked about, like, where do you want to do Jiu-Jitsu? And it's always like, I want to do it in this environment that's more natural. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want to be inside. This is like, this is such a primal act, this wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling, grappling, all of this. It has such a rooted history philosophically with the Greeks. I mean, so many things come out of it where, and I don't think a lot of people recognize that. When they see it, they're like, oh, it's a bunch of guys trying to like hurt each other. And like, until you do it, and you're like, no, this is a bunch of guys trying to work out how their mind works. And to bring it into a more natural environment is exactly, like you, you noticed something that I think other people noticed, but didn't didn't have the uh, wherewithal to like put together, which is like, no, let's do this outside. Mm-hmm. This yeah. the environmental factor is huge. Due to the outside, the it was a beautiful little tournament. Mm-hmm. It was a sunny day in February. Late February here is pretty nice. Yeah, you know, um, it starts to get nice, uh, and 
And then, of course, it was like, this, this is, why wouldn't there be, why wouldn't there be competitions on the beach? Um, it, we, because it was a free competition, I just, it was free. Everybody could come for free to, yeah. to be in the competition because I just wanted to get, wanted to People pick up there, the content. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to get the videos. Yeah. And so we got great content because we got a great got a friend of mine that's a, a videographer mm -hmm. and he got picked up a lot of cool stuff. Um, because on that end of things, I thought, I've been to so many jujitsu competitions and like if, if anybody, have you ever been to, you've been to them, right? In the auto, yeah. They're always in basketball arenas or halls, always, right? Yeah, yeah. Or even, the worst case is like a hotel lobby or something. Right, something like that. And especially the basketball arenas, it's usually over a weekend. Yeah. Right? And there's a, you know, a man or a woman that loves jujitsu and they want to go to this competition. And for them, it's fun. Their friends are there. They're screaming. They're yelling. They're having a good time. They're eating acai. For them, for two days in a basketball arena, it's fun. Yeah. But they, but they're like wife and kids or husband and kids Miserable. are just like, it was cool the first five minutes when they yeah. saw the mats yeah. and then they're like, oh, we're going to be here this whole day yeah. because you want to stay and you want to do absolute later. So you have to stay yeah. and then you want to cheer your friend later. You have to stay longer yeah. and we're going to spend the whole day in this supposedly cool town, which is usually not a cool part of town. Yeah. And, and we're just going to sit here yeah. and it's our weekend. Yeah. And I thought like, the big one was, it was like, what if you had it on the beach and you, you know, let's just the example of a guy mm. and he has his wife and kids, like they can be on a beach chair with an umbrella playing in the water. And then it's like, oh, let's go. Dad's going to go have his five minutes of fame. Let's go watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, good job. Good. All right. Well, hug. Bye. Well, we'll be back to the beach because it actually happens there. Yeah. And then it's like, well, back to this. It's like, if you're going to make a, a thing like a, everybody wins in that one. Yeah. The, 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 the jiu-jitsu guy gets to go do the, the competition that he wants to do. And the family place. and the supporters. And the family have, has, yeah. gets to do on the beach, which is what they always want to do. They get their weekend. Yeah. Yes, they get their weekend back. And at the end of the day, he can go over there and sit down on the beach until his match comes on. And, yeah. and that's how it was sort of coming out. And so that was, that's the final project. And I'm like, not going to do any more than those three things. Sure. My gym, the festivals, and the competitions, one or two. But they're all sinking, right? They're all like, it's the same topic. You're just mm -hmm. like looking at different ways to spread jujitsu and make jujitsu more viable. Right, yeah. right. So February, we have that great event and things were, were good. It was just a tester. Yeah. I still have to work on stuff with the permit, with the government. They're starting yeah. to figure out now that if it becomes a big competition and it's in the off peak time, like April, yeah. mm -hmm. October, and we do it in a particular beach town that, it's, wait a minute, that's, you know, a thousand, possibly a thousand people injected yeah. into this town with all their money, mm -hmm. and then, and so they're starting to put that together. And Mallorca desperately wants more sport tourism. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it, that's what they're looking for. Which in the off-peak seasons, you know, when it's thirty-five degrees out, or sorry, you know, ninety degrees yeah, outside, yeah, yeah. it's too hot to do triathlons, for example. Yeah. So it's almost like the the transitory seasonal is kind of the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Even the winter's great, though. So. Yeah. I, I mean, they obviously like High Rocks was looking at doing events here, but they didn't really have the infrastructure. CrossFit has been doing stuff here a little bit off and on, but it's mostly locally curated. Right. Obviously, cyclists and uh, like the endurance sports, climbers. Uh, this, yeah. I don't think people recognize what kind of place this is. Huh. Like the world doesn't realize that this goes, what, from zero to 5,000 feet or something? Uh, whatever 1,500 meters is. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. 4,500 or yeah, yeah. something like that. But from the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's but, quite drastic. Yeah. Like the, the, the verticals. Yeah, there's, mount, pretty, there's yeah. mountain biking, there's rock climbing it is like it's a it is a haven for outdoor yeah. activity sportsmen like whatever you want to find here i think you can find it mm. water sports obviously water sports are like 
Yeah, sailing, yeah. all that. And, you know, free climbing was sort of developed here. Yeah. Basically right across the bay over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that's, cave, where, the, that's that, where the cliff... Like uh, in the 80s, yeah. This, people yeah, that's a, yeah. It's a pretty famous place. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, again, tourism, jujitsu-related stuff, mm-hmm. a lot, big. Um, and uh, so then I'm still... It's 2020. I'm still working the travel agency gig at the same time. Right? I did the whole... Yeah. 2019 festival still working my day job like yeah do very very busy very very busy with a lot juggling lots of things mm. um then covid hits and it was just like pretty much everything it was just because like, you're tra- your normal business everything yeah this isn't a normal shit thing that goes wrong this is like a total you know yeah it was a disaster yeah. And I was quite, I was really upset about it. I was just genuinely. You're thinking like 2008, this is going to be, this is me starting over again. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's like flashbacks. I've, yeah. I'd like, I'm not going to make the same mistakes I made before. And sure. I, I, you learn from your mistakes. This one, I, this one, I, I, I didn't do anything. Yeah. I didn't make a bad mistake. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't um, mess up on my prediction of where things were this going. This one yeah. seems unfair. <laughs> <laughs> this one seems unfair. So I wasn't, I know, I wasn't angry that. That the, I was I was angry at the government, sure. how they were treating everybody. I was angry. Oh, with certainly. Locked yeah. in. I was angry. I was. Ang- I mean, I think I, I'm not a doctor, and that was the thing that used to drive me crazy. You're not a doctor, but it was like I could read statistics, though. I can understand statistics. There is a no, but I am human, and I do have quite a bit of experience of living, and yeah. I have taken care of myself, and right. like given the fact that I don't need an, a governmental agency to tell me how to do much. I mean. Yeah. If I take what governmental agencies are good at, it's not much. Mm-hmm. Are they good at handling money? Are they no. good at handling healthcare? Like really, like right. You like all of these big subjects. You're like, who is good at it? And it's like, there's few and far between. But I think as a category, doctors are also not good at it. They're very good at emergency medicine. They're sure. very good at acute problems, surgeries, surgery, your yeah. arm, injuries. Great place to go. Great chronic disease. They are the 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 itrogenics, they hate this word. They are not good at it. Like the yeah. itrogenic effect of chronic disease is, is not well understood. I, if, last night, this is super weird that you brought this up because I haven't looked. I, I've kind of like, I was very angry too. And I was just angry, not at the circumstances because stuff happens. And honestly, when I was looking at COVID happening, I was like, whether my business fails or whatever happens, I appreciate that the earth gets to clean itself. Like I'm a very, you know, I'm like the optimism. Yeah, I just yeah. like, dude, the air is different. The traffic is gone. It felt like a, it felt at the end of an exhale to go like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it got real uncomfortable. Like when you hold an exhale, uh-huh. you're just kind of like, <laughs> man, yeah. this is weird. Yeah. The panic sensation starts to come. So when I went back and looked, um, I was posting a lot of the time because I was fairly bored. We had canceled everything that we're supposed to do. We're supposed to compete in Portugal. We had all these plans and it all dropped off. So I was just sitting in my gym, training quite a bit, thinking a lot and just trying to figure out and watching how people were reacting and really feeling like, man, people, there's not a lot of good voices going on right now. Right. It was the, it was the tone that they were using, like, yes. yeah. but the controlling tone. It's like, yes. Yeah. I was just kind of like we're free citizens you know yeah. what i mean like you, you can't you can't do that and 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 i knew that and and you're keeping everybody at home and it, and so i was doing online classes during that because mm. i was like i don't know I got, students have to have something we're going to do 
So I did, did Zoom things, you know, uh, solo drills. Yeah. But I'd start off every class with the good news of the day. I'd oh, look nice, up, yeah. find out oh, good you news. you are an optimist. I'd, yeah, because I was like, so, everybody's so down. And I was just like, so I'd start off the good news of the day. Like in Venice, there's dolphins. Yeah. There's dolphins, um, you know, and, and they're in the canals. Yeah. Amazing. Like time, you're talking yeah. about the cleaning, yeah, you know, yeah. and so that yeah. was kind of cool. And if there was a, a promising drug, like that's when, um, what's not, not ivermectin, the first one. The, oh. Um, the malaria one. Uh, hydro, uh, hydrochloroquine. Uh, yeah. yeah hydrochloroquine. And I said, oh, there's, sounds like there's some promising news yeah. here about this. They just, I'm not saying it's a kid, yeah. but it's kind of cool that there's some promising news. Yeah. They're figuring it out. Because they wouldn't even talk about that. They wouldn't talk about the slightest little possibility that there could be something that might be able to help it was no and that wait is, for the vaccine that is That's where it. It, that is where it gets weird yes right where you're like you're not actually trying to solve the problem because if they were i think the data right at the start not to like belabor the point but the data even in may we we're like no i think we understand who this affects negatively right right like mm-hmm. if you're at risk absolutely my mother's 70 you stay home. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and if you're 30 to 50 pounds overweight, you stay home to protect yourself. But there are people who have immune systems and have have, have survived this thing. Uh-huh. These are the people, we can still work. We can still be productive. We can mm-hmm. still keep the world running. Yes. And it was almost like that conversation could not even happen. And that is where red alarm bells are going off is that this has nothing to do with that, actually protecting citizens. That's what I meant about yeah. getting angry. Yeah. I was angry at that thing. Yeah. And, and the idea that just saying the word herd immunity meant you were a cuckoo. <laughs> Meant you were an absolute cuckoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, meant, it meant you were yeah. just crazy. I mean, it is a real concept. I mean, just just two weeks ago, yeah. if you said it, it was like a great thing. You might as well be a Nazi and just you know, and Idaho being a complete like yeah. anti-science guy, flat yeah. earther, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and like you said, it's like they lock kids in. It's like they're like pretty much like nothing happens to them practically. They get a cold, and it's like and then the idea of just getting to that. Yeah. We could be. We could have already done that a long time ago. Why are we sitting here in the house? Yeah. You know. Oh, you know. And so, and the, it was the way that they were sort of. It was the way that they were sort of talking to down to the mm-hmm. population. It was happening here in Spain too. I mean, you know. I was talking to Yanis, who my yeah. friend lived here, and I was like, I hear it's really bad. Like we were looking to like, you know, where to, we're looking for. You know, we know a lot of people around the world, so we're just like putting out feelers. What does it feel like? And he goes. Bro, it is so bad here. It was pretty bad. Yeah, and it was it was a pretty lo- it was a longer lockdown than than most I think places. even in in most places yeah. and and in the states and um, you know and this is true. You're like you're allowed like an hour a day to like go outside or just no. At that time, or... it, we weren't allowed at all unless you had a dog. So dogs got walked like crazy. <laughs> Dogs you are having the dog. best time you were, getting, you were getting 20 walks a day, yeah. passing around neighbors. Right now, you're looking for you know, a dog to yeah. buy. Just so like, oh, man, if you were a dog, you were loving COVID. Yeah. You, you, you were the most yeah. well-in-shape dog ever. You, know. you got your people around you all yeah. day. Every, you can pass the neighbors. Yeah. Uber eating you, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so so, uh, so then, then there was a point where you were allowed to go to work, mm-hmm. and or you could go to a job. or And so the dojo, I'm like... Oh, you can't even go. Yeah, yeah, but I, was, I'm, I don't care what if oh, yeah, yeah, listens yeah, to yeah. this, but yeah. I don't care. But it's like there was we started getting a little WhatsApp group. Yeah. It's like, okay, guys, here's the rules. Yeah, <laughs> okay, you're gonna walk by the dojo. The doors is we had a big garage door. You're gonna yeah. walk by. You need to hit the floor, roll in, close the door. 
Next guy comes, knocks, do one knock, roll. And so we just we trained like that for a long time. And there's an American guy, his name's Drew. We're working together on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. He's like a marketing guy and he helps me with a lot of stuff. And he had just moved here because he was like, I'm getting the fuck out of California. Oh, And then yeah. he got here and he was like, oh shit. This is worse. crazy. And he talked to me and he, he said, uh, he called and he sent a message. I just got my purple belt and I'm looking for a place to train. I'm from America. And I go, yeah, you can come and train. I'm like, I don't know how I should react. I don't know this guy. Yeah, this guy. Something about the secret knock and everything, yeah. you know? And, and then he, he said, oh, yeah, I'm definitely there. Because kind of, we were very similar in yeah. our, our, our viewpoints. And it turns out, and he, goes, he, and he brings it up all the time. Like, you know, the moment, when you said that was like the greatest thing I'd ever heard in my life. And you said that. At that point in my life, we were locked in. And, and there, there, was this, there was this secret thing to, to escape. And, you know, it was, a, it was a really tough time. I remember taking the dog over to go to my ex-wife's place and have dinner with them sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And I need to get back to my flat. It's like five-minute walk but you're not supposed there's a curfew fucking curfew it's like yeah is this the gestapo right yeah. there's a curfew well, COVID, covid recognizes hours of yeah. potential harm or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah 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 especially outside yeah you know right? we're, we're super dangerous <laughs> yeah. you know and i remember just like walking and i didn't have the dog because i left the dog they wanted to be with the dog so i had to get home and it was like a scene in Casablanca, you know, like that scene where, 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 where I don't remember the guy's name. Where, yeah, Victor Laszlo was it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. trying to hide from the Gestapo because they're out for him because he's a freedom fighter, yeah. right? And so uh, and so, so now I'm like walking and, and, and the cop cars were, were just like those, those, those dystopian movies where they, they, they come by slowly Slow, yeah. on quiet streets. There's nobody out. So I'm hiding behind the, I'm hiding behind the oh, crash can. I'm behind serious? a crash can. I'm hiding behind a crash can. I got no dog. I got no dog. I'm behind a crash can. I have no excuse. Run. Put it quick. Between two cars. Okay. And then it's just like looking down the street and then it's like, oh, there's no cars here. Trash cans. I got to make it about 75 meters. But if, if a cop turns around that corner, he's going to, he's going to catch me. You know, and I'm like, so it was hard to realize we were living in that world for yeah. a while. And yeah. so... I would I would remind people we aren't that never that world never went away it just started hiding again, right? The the yeah. it, it, th- this is fundamentally coming back to like the importance of American culture, which I don't think a lot of people recognize uh-huh. is the I, I think it's in our genetics now. Our our genetic predisposition is to question all authority. That, that's that's. See, supposed to that's where right? we come from that's the whole idea that was yeah. the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. i i think people are like okay it's fine I'm, at least i'm not getting arrested for walking my dog or whatever and you're like no 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 you need to recognize that that world that the the world that caused that the powers that like were enacted in order that never went away yeah it's still here it's still there it's just recognizing that it's not enforced right now but the yeah. second anything comes up and you'll see i, I think somebody made the joke about it it's like I'm already against the climate change lockdowns. And you're like, that's what I'm talking, it, uh-huh, no right. matter. They had a, unfortunately, mass shooting in Maine or whatever. Mm-hmm. First thing was to lock down. <laughs> Everybody go home. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah. but I, that's not, that isn't how this works. Like, you, you can't do that. No. I'm surprised that people are agreeing with it, especially in America. It's yeah. like, you, you can't tell some, anybody to stay home for no reason. Maybe this is a good, I want to segue here because I think this is, this is an important thing that I find uh, when people are like, what's jujitsu good for? I was listening, um, obviously, Coral Belt, Gomez, like uh-huh. him talking about jujitsu, it seems so flippant, right? Yeah. You got yeah. this 
a room full of people paying very close attention to every him. every word every word because he's one of the most experienced people on the planet about putting his knee on somebody's belly or how he like lifts an arm a certain way and i'm like thinking about that like man there's kids starving there's all this stuff going on in the world and we're here just like captivated by these like details of how to submit another human and i go but this is what's wrong with the world Right, like the, what what is wrong with society is we we do not pour over the details about how to take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's really what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Is that in the worst circumstances when somebody is trying to dominate you, here's how you find space, mm-hmm. and here are the rules towards taking care of yourself so you can continue to live, mm-hmm. and therefore jujitsu becomes a allegory for. A, a, a philosophy of being, and it, it's what I talked to uh, Dan about is like. The interesting thing about it is like our Western society is based off of Greek philosophy. That Greek philosophy first started in Gymnasia, uh-huh. right? Socrates huh. and Plato were wrestlers. Yeah. And then out Lift, of that- Lifted weights too. Yeah, the, out know? of that came the thought process of how humans should live, which brought them to the, the notion that a democratic society of free people is the way to be, mm. right? And it was based on, I want to, like, if fundamentally we have the concept, Pete, you ask anybody at any college, you know, free society, vote, you know, that that is where power lies. But we've lost the physical representation of that in society. Now it's fringe, right? Mm-hmm. Jiu-jitsu and wrestling are fringe sports. Now they're entertainment for most people. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I think the physical practice is what holds up your disgust with authoritarians, my disgust with uh-huh. nations acting a certain way, yeah. our, both our agreed disgust with people bowing to power when in reality, standing up and saying, I'm willing to take the chances that I'm gonna take care of myself and my family, that mm-hmm. is a, that that feeling needs to come back, that energy needs to come back. I don't need mm-hmm. somebody else to tell me that it's okay, that it's safe. I need somebody else to allow me to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And when you look at like, okay, what what would have been the best situation? Would anything have been wrong with going we have no idea what's going on. Our best experts are stumped by this problem. Mm-hmm. It's your responsibility to take care of yourself. We think that these are the best ways to act, whether yes. you're against a mask or not, but it's your responsibility as a citizen to take care of yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. then leave it. Yes, that's it. Well, it's, it's because it's your life and, you know, and that's the whole foundation of American democracy. Yeah. And, and I guess they all got caught with their pants down, basically. Yeah. If there was one good thing about yeah the, about the pandemic is that you got to see them for what they were yeah and and uh you know with their pants down mm-hmm. um so i think that's where i guess that, that anger and i'm stuck in a room and you know where everybody's stuck in a, in a house and you can't train yeah. and or you can't train much unless i can't touch that thing that i know do. makes me yeah. a human and yeah. i'm in events and how long is this going to last mm-hmm. and of course it was one week and it was two and it was two months and it was like and then the, and then and then Back to that the weird thing with the and I'm not like saying anything about for or against vaccines, but sure, it yeah. was just it was just it was so weird that that natural immunity was so, such a, a horrible idea. I can't I, I couldn't believe that the most natural your body's natural response to make the perfect antibody yeah. like perfect yeah. you can't even get get as, in any science you're not going to get anything better than what the body can make right I think you can clearly like in all honesty now that we have a lot of data behind this there isn't a medicine that matches the power of 
immunity so, with this specific disease. There really isn't. There there are some diseases that aren't like that. Like Ebola might be one sure, of those. Sure, right? sure, sure. There are some, but yeah. it was it was clear that this one was yeah. right. And so this one could. <laughs> this one you could get immunity. And then and I think what really got me was that that they were starting to dangle that vaccine to your freedom. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that's Exchange. when it was like. That's when it was like oh, my blood was boiling. I'm like, you're you're saying you can't have that freedom yeah. that you that you have a right to. Yeah, right. They have a right to. You're yeah. saying you're going to block it unless. Oh man. You, and that's when it got. And then of course we can go on in the pharmaceutical industries, and and then of course now when you're even talking about that, you're a flat earther now. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I and, and close friends of mine, I have you know arguments about this and and. It, so so that was just frustration I guess I want to say yeah. anger was just a lot of frustration and sadness that our society anger is probably the resu- result I think the the core is frustration yeah right though the world like this is not logical like my family is treating me different yeah because I'm making different decisions yeah and, and based yeah. off of my experience as a human being yeah and my own life like I'm not gambling I don't want to tell everybody that they shouldn't act a certain way sure. or that they should do something I'm just saying in my own in my own life that I take responsibility for, I, this is kind of how I feel that I should act. And that feeling is related to 40 years of experience of living. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I seem to be pretty in tune so far. Seems to be working out for you. I've looks survived like, a lot looks of... like you're doing okay? Yeah, I've survived you know? a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> a lot of like trauma. And, you know, I, I yeah. And, and around the world too. This is, I'm not a, like a... You know, I'm not a naive kid living in the same small town and I don't know what the world's like outside. It's like, I, we're both adults and we've traveled all over and seen how people interact and we've created businesses from nothing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Nobody, and I don't want to say nobody helps because obviously everybody helps. Mm-hmm. It's a community mm-hmm. effort, but I certainly haven't taken government funding to do mm-hmm. anything. Right, right. Um, and therefore their advice is kind of landing on deaf ears. Right. And, and I also know, I think this is when this power grab goes away, they will not be there, right? Yeah. That's what I really recognize. And somebody explained to also, uh, I think my friend Rob, uh, I talked to him a little bit about this because I knew it was pretty bad here. And he said, you know, the difference like might be in England, they got funding. They were locked down pretty hard in England, Germany, stuff like that. And he's like, but they're pretty good about fulfilling people's baseline in Spain and Greece. These other countries do not throw, they just take the authority, but they don't supply the other part of it. Right. Well, I got 1,500 euros over the whole year. That's nice. it. Yeah. So that was like one I, month. I th- yeah, we called them Donnie dollars. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, you know, to finish off what you were saying earlier about how the government should just be recommending, mm-hmm. they probably would have had way more people take vaccines if they wanted by just saying... 100%. This is the best we can do with the yeah. best science we have. Yes. It's there. If you want it, take it. If not, up to you. I bet they probably had way more uptake. Way, I think way so. more uptake. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's like uh, you go to buy a car, right? Yeah. You're already on the lot. Yeah. You, you don't need a hard sales. Right. And right. It, in fact, the more you say like, man, if you leave this lot, you're in trouble. You're like, well, I just got super suspicious about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. Like I probably, I went back and forth because I was honestly trying to find data. I was honestly trying to find out what was best for me, mm-hmm. what was best for my family, things that I, you know, I do want to make an intelligent decision. I am mm-hmm. not trying to be irresponsible. Sure. And I, at first I was like, yeah, it seemed, and then... 
you know what? I have a weird feeling about it. I'm just going to chill and I'm going to wait a couple months till things calm down so that I can try to decipher the arguments that are going on because right sure. now it's too hot. It's yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've already gotten COVID, so I don't, yeah. I survived it, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the worst has happened. I'm okay. I don't even have long COVID. In fact, it wasn't, it was not fun for sure. sure. Yeah, it's, it's like a nasty flu. It was bad. Yeah. It, it, like, to be honest, I was like, this sucks. Yeah. But also, uh, I never felt like I was going to die. I never right. felt like I was at risk. And therefore, I just wanted some space to decide. It. And that's what they weren't allowing people. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where I think both of our alarm bells are probably going off. Is like any decision that is like this should be well thought out and well planned and based off facts and not not pounded in me by a newscaster treating me like a child. Yeah. Which is weird. Talking down to you. Yeah. Talking down to you, you... Plebe. Pe- peasant. <laughs> you know? Oh, 100%. Well, so you, like, yeah. so. This, this turmoil, this thing, it didn't cry. How... Uh, Did I survive? Yeah, yeah. How? Well, like, because what? remember, I'm still doing the travel business. Yeah, and which is also, also crashed. Yeah, well, that's what I'm... Yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah. as soon as you said travel yeah. business, like, well, that yeah. didn't... It's not right. like it's The news you. was saying stuff like, this is only really going to affect businesses that are maybe involved in travel. Uh, g- gymnasiums. Yeah. And I'm sorry, event companies. And I was like, one, two, three. Great. Yeah, I guess I'm not that different. Yeah, I, I should have gotten into like <laughs> IT or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I should have programming Amazon or would have been good or oh, Netflix. Oh, man, if you had a delivery service. Yeah, like that it, stuff. You yeah. know, you would have been set. But so what had happened was for the fest, that first festival, mm-hmm. you know, I needed mats. I wanted to, you know, you've seen the mats down there. Yeah. And I needed a lot of them. And I was all starting at, uh, the gym. So I needed mats there and I was going to do a cover. And so I was in the process of looking how to buy mats and I needed a lot of mats. And we have about 300 square meters of mats down there, for example. Yeah. And then it turned out that the supplier in China and all this and talking that if I bought a container of mats, this is all in 2019. Okay, to yeah. Early 2019. This is before anything. Yeah, had... this is before anything happened. So that if I bought a container of mats, the price per mat worked out much better because mm. it's all in one container and there's yeah. a price for buying in bulk and all this stuff. And so I thought, I'll just get a whole bunch and then I'll just sell them off. Like half of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't need okay. 600 square meters. Yeah. And that, like, I think the price per meter was like going to be like 20 euros or something oh, like that. Sure. 20, per meter if I did it this way. Yeah. Maybe eight. No, maybe it was like 16 or 18, something like that. With Jeez. the shipping, because the shipping from like Shanghai to Barcelona mm-hmm. was cheaper than it was to get it from Barcelona to the island. Because it turns out it's really hard to get stuff to Mallorca. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's lots, of tr- there's lots of ferries and stuff, and there's Ikeas, yeah. and it's a big, big... You know, it's a, there's 500,000 people in the city. It's got everything. Yeah. But you, there's always an extra fee. Yeah, I, I see like a G-Wagon, and I'm like, I wonder what that costs to get... You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's always like a There's tax. lots of ferries, and yeah. so there's going to be some sort of tax on that regardless. So, so there's, and, But there's no place that buys mats and sells mats on no. this island. And even on the mainland, it's still you got to get it, get it here anyway. And so China's cheaper. And so, so then the COVID happens, and it was like... Well, only thing I got now is these, like, like I needed to, I was going to sell 300 mats, but now all of a sudden I'm getting calls of people that know I got all these mats saying, hey, do you think you can sell me oh. four mats? And I was like, it's 50 a square, man. Yeah, right, pay, 
<laughs> Side hustle. <laughs> so, so now I had a girl like my garage and I'm like incognito back with the Gestapo trying to hide from them. I got guys pulling up like, get it in, get it in, get it in. Here's cash. Boom, boom. Sh- shut the trunk up. So now I'm making this. I'm surviving on selling these extra 300 square meters of mats at four, four meters at a time, like 200, 200 euros a pop. And so that was paying, sort of paying the very basics things, you know. There's an entrepreneurial mind. Yeah. Well, you know, so it worked out. Use what you got. Yeah. You to sell what you got. And, and uh, so, so that, that helped me get through a lot of it. Um, I managed to work out stuff with my landlords. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're not going to rent this place to anybody, but I'll pay you a little bit to cover your taxes or something. You know, because look, you know we can't work. And, there, and a lot of times it'd be like a, a local sort of con- uh, Mallorquin guy, which yeah. is the local people there. And if they own property, they might be quite more understanding about stuff. Let's say less, they might be more conservative at least. Than yeah. And they might be already ticked, pissed off. And a lot of them were like, we're really sorry this is happening to you. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be locking us down. And they, they felt the same way. So they're like, yeah, just pay a little bit. And yeah. once we get back going, so I, I managed to get my rents sort of. So I managed yeah. to get the spending down, reduce your costs. Yeah, and uh, and, it, and then it started to allow me a lot of time. I thought, I stupidly thought, well, maybe we could have the 2020 event, you know? Because mm. I said the tickets went like crazy. Everybody's excited, and everybody's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure by October this is gonna be done. Pretty sure it's pretty logical. Everybody wants this. To, I'm surely the whole world, surely America, surely you're, the EU understands that this is going to be horrible for business if we keep going, you know, and that they're going to understand that it's not that bad, and that you know, let let the young people get get immunity, then they're out and they're not hurting anybody. Let's protect the old people, protect the vulnerable. Yeah. makes sense, right? Everybody's going to get that. Everything. It's pretty logical. This wasn't a hard. It wasn't a hard math question. Yeah. It was pretty easy, right? Eventually, they're going to figure it out. Everybody doesn't have to be scared, but they didn't. Right, yeah. and that's when you know that's when the frustration, the anger came. But so it allowed me to spend a lot of time working on all the businesses now, right? So okay, because now, now you think admin. it's going to work itself yeah, out. Yeah, well, go, yeah, I think it's going to work itself out. Uh, I on. hate this about us. What's that? You're positive. <laughs> I'm not. I I I see dark clouds before anybody. <laughs> we had a podcast, me and Mark. Uh, uh, March. It was, it was it was right when I got back from Australia and I kind of I saw what was gonna happen and I was like man I think the world's getting super weird like I know what's coming here I, how they're reacting I think I think we're gonna get shut down ahead of time and so I sat on a podcast in March 2020 and I was like the problem with the world is that they never correctly identify how long something is gonna take and one of the reasons why we're good at what we we do is because we can establish a timeline very very quickly uh-huh. and we we're kind of joking about it and he goes what do you think like a year and I go, it's two minimum wow you saw, right, you right saw it taking yeah. that long to work two, itself yeah, out. I was like, it's a two-year problem oh, and i was like man. because of how chain events work and and i i said that kind of like jokingly mm. i was serious so like my subconscious in planning things we're very good at endurance yeah and so therefore i'm looking just at how I see things react and how the problems are rising. And I'm saying like, even if we got back on track by October, the problems are then going to start cascading with the economy. And then we're going to see like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like two year problem. Yeah. And so I settled in joking, but also knowing like it's two years. So I, I set up on the timeline of being two years and I, I don't regret saying that, but I also am like, Oh my God, I knew. And I still couldn't wrap my head around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's depressing, but it's also it's the pessimism in me that it, it actually played out like that. That I go, fuck, man. Well, it seems like you were playing out the maybe even more conservative 
Yeah, you're probably looking. We probably knew that this. It seemed like this. The, the, this vac, it, nothing was going to happen until the vaccine came out. For one, right? It was like, and now they knew you knew yeah. that was going to take like a year. Well, I was looking at it like I, I didn't that think. I didn't think the va- I, it would make record time if it made it in five years. If it, well, if it was done properly, right? right exactly. <laughs> you, mean, you mean if they, if they tested I it? I didn't understand the powers <laughs> that were behind the thing, but I was like, well, maybe they could do it in two years. And I, even then, I was just like, by then we'll probably figure out in two years that you know, your own immunity and all the people who are vulnerable would die off or whatever. Yeah, or people would start spreading it and, and you know... It'll reduce and harm. Somehow, but yeah, you're right. And so 2020 came and then it was like, they're like, no, it's just not going to happen. Like, we, I don't think yeah. we can open. Or like they were limitedly open. It was open, but it was like social distancing and the masks. Yeah. And, and then, and then of course, tw- so then I thought, oh, okay. I sent a message out there, but don't worry guys, we got new dates, 2021. It's going to happen in 2021. Like, has to happen in 2021 yeah. surely <laughs> surely we're gonna like not like be like you know have lost our minds and realize that we can't and then it was like the same it wasn't happening it was like yeah. then they're like well it's like it's still spreading and there's these variants and it's like and it was like are you guys kidding me well maybe you know and i'm like already maybe if you guys let it spread a little bit to the healthy people the variants would have never come because <laughs> idiots you know what i mean instead of like instead of like letting it slowly come out so let, let it let it give it time to evolve give it time to evolve you know, i felt this is a really weird thing my thought when it first came was that well first of all if you vaccinate 100 percent of the population that's a terrible scientific experiment there's no control <laughs> right. right that that right. is anti-science in itself <laughs> right. and what i also thought and this is before it became kind of an argument it was like there's gonna have to be some people that don't get vaccinated as right. a control but also as it's their responsibility to start inoculating again like using their immune system to buffer the disease. I have just a little bit of anatomy and science background and could uh-huh. figure that out, that uh-huh. like diseases filter through people and reduce in harm because viruses can't really kill the host and survive. Uh-huh. They need the host, they need to be dormant actually in order to replicate and through this process. So I was like, I think it's my responsibility as a health human being to like kind of like expose myself to this and then help reduce it Uh that's how i was thinking Uh about it and other people like i thought that was like me that's like am i actually a responsible human being for the first time in my life thinking you know no i was getting yelled at for being a crazy conservative conspiracy (laughs) right yeah right wing or all all that stuff starts coming out and then they start throwing donald trump at you for some reason you know what i mean like Like they they just be all pegged into that that you know so yeah so yeah i mean i just know because I had met my girlfriend shortly after I had COVID mm-hmm. and then I met her like four, four, three months later, four months later. And then when I, right when I met her, she got COVID full blast. And I'm like, I am testing this, like oh, yeah. blow in my face. Yeah. We're blowing in my, I'm staying at your place and I want you to blow in it all day. And yeah. I want, you know, we're kissing. I want everything. Just blow it in my face, blow it in my face, blow it in my face. Nothing happened Nothing. to me. Yeah. Nothing happened to me. And I had full blown symptoms three, yeah. four months before. Right. So that, that's a good, te- good enough test for me. Anyway, <laughs> at least to start. Right. I mean, it's not full science, but so 20 and 21 happens and I'm like, oh, it's okay. But now the sad thing about that was, is that lives had changed already within the, the existing customer base from 2019. A lot of yeah. kids, they moved, their yeah. jobs changed. Yeah. They lost their jobs. And excur- yeah, I was gonna say, and excursions become low priority if they also were small business owners or also affected negatively And suffering by that way or job security. Maybe I will yeah. have a job. I'm gonna book this thing in advance and I don't know if yeah. I might, might have a job. And so, so that's starting to take a bite, you know, uh, it's starting to see it. But believe it or not, 2021, the bookings came in pretty solid again. Yeah. 
you know? And, uh, and then we, we got to like sub, sub, early September, like September 1st. And then I talking to the hotel and they're like, look, we, we have to go by the law. And the law says, yeah, yeah, we can have the hotel open. And, but there's still, you know, going to have to be like social distancing rules and, you know, some masks, masks in certain and, spaces. Yeah. And, you know, that's just kind of law when there's lots of people. And I'm like, thinking in my head, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to envision Mauricio with a mask on. Teaching. From a distance. So it's obviously just like, this is not, that's not the experience yeah. we do. So again, I had to cancel it. Ugh. Cancel it. Also with the schools, especially the one in the Southwest, we were just at that point where we were bursting. Yeah. Where it's like you start going, oh, okay, the classes are starting to fill up here. You know, it was a small room. It was like, we were getting like 15 a, a class. And yeah. it was like, you know, it's maybe a little bigger here. And, and the Palma was just kicking off. And then, and then, so that really changed. A lot of those guys never came back or they, something happened. I don't know. So it was this long lull yeah. of sort of financial, financial strain. And, and, but, you know, yeah, freaking got to keep on trying to pass the guard, you know? <laughs> you got to keep on, you got to keep on going, you know? <laughs> it sort of was for, sort of normal for life for me anyway. You know, I had yeah. the crash, I had this and I had that. It was sort of like I'm used to sludging it out anyway, right? Yeah. So it wasn't that big of a deal that sense. At you some know? point, though, I want to think like I, I have... I have proven that I'm a resilient human being. Mm -hmm. Can I just have something that is a face value and like I, it's an exchange of the thing that I want and it happens because I want it to happen and there's no huge crucible that needs to happen. And I've come to the conclusion that if it's going to be super valuable, that's probably not ever going to happen. Right. Right. Like a, I won't recognize the value in it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a good thing. Point. which sucks because then i'm back to oh so it has to be hard or like why can't i just be grateful that it's valuable why do i have to do the hard thing but well like george st pierre said you know what did he say something about chocolate cake <laughs> chocolate cake doesn't taste the same when you get it every day something like that yeah yeah i forgot forgot the actual quote yeah it really does lose yeah it loses its if you don't earn it it really loses yeah. its value and so this uh, 2022, you're back on. Yeah. No masks. So, no masks. It seems like we're out of the woods. But it's like a different, a lot of the original yeah. didn't make it. Like I said, this yeah. is now, what, three years later? Something like, you know? And, um, and it was good. We did about, we had about the same amount of people. I, I, again, I knew I was going to have to, like, not, it wasn't going to be profitable. Yeah. Um, but you're starting it, over. It's kind of starting over again. I do have, we do have a history, though. Yeah, yeah. We've got lots of great content. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, but it's like back to the butts in the seats again. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, How many people in 2022? In the hotel was 190. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So it, it. It went. did well. Yeah, yeah, it did well, but it was also less expensive. Yeah. It was more affordable. Yeah, gotcha. More affordable. So it did matter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it was good exposure. Yeah. But it was a loss. It was definitely a loss. Um, but it was okay. It was okay. That was, that was okay. This year was good. This year yeah. was fine. This year... This year I can't... Um, I don't know why it popped up. Anyway, it was very strange how I found out about it. I think it... I don't know. Algorithm, something. Um, obviously, follow Hodger and, and Dan. And so... But it popped up, I think, before that. Did you guys do advertising for it on Meta or anything? 
We do. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so yeah. that that might have been, you know, obviously I traveled to Mallorca, obviously into jiu-jitsu, obviously into like fitnessy stuff. So it 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 learned me very well and it, it the first thing I saw was like, well, it's Mallorca and it's jiu-jitsu, why wouldn't I want to go to that? But it's happening at a really bad time. Mm, and I was like, yeah. man, we're revamping, we're remodeling, we but I kept looking at it like this is something like I don't do things for myself. Uh-huh. You know, I like I spend all my time working on big concepts and I, I never sit down and go, I want to do this for me. And I kept looking and I sent it to my friend who lives in Detroit. And I was like, you want to do this? And he's like, dude, that's awesome. That's like the dream. <laughs> and I was like, it is the dream. And I was like, and I can do it. I just don't know if I can let myself do it. That's a very strange entrepreneurial thing. Why? Because you feel like you're taking a, you're taking a vacation, you're taking your foot off yeah. the gas, and you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I feel like if I have any spare anything to invest, I put it, I put my time and my energy feeling. into the projects that we're doing. Yeah. And what, what, how I was able to convince myself, and I was like, no, this, this has to do with those projects, because I develop people the same way I, we when we we host events that are you know kind of all-encompassing and weird and i was like for whatever reason i'm not attracted to other people's events and for whatever reason i was very attracted to this event mm-hmm. i don't know what it what maybe it was how you framed it maybe it was who it was involved maybe it was the location maybe it was all of it that let me know that this is something that a i could go learn from mm-hmm. b i could probably actually have a minute to relax because i haven't done that for i don't know how many years mm-hmm. And, um, and when I travel, I have to have something to do. I can't just go sit. Like my brain will go. Uh, that's why if I travel, it's like, uh, can I teach a seminar there? Can I go, you know, whatever we're doing, I'll just generally it happens when we land somewhere, a gym will call, Hey, we heard you're in town. Can you come teach a class? You know, like, okay. Yeah, I can, I can go. Hmm. That, that makes me feel special or whatever the thing is. <laughs> makes yeah, me feel so, I will come. Useful. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, it's my vacation, but yeah, I need you to know <laughs> that I need I'm, to do something. I'll go crazy to sitting on the, beach, on the beach. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's kind of how we make it work. And so this thing was a very different experience for us. Um, especially because Erin Aaron doesn't really, like, she knows she needs to do yoga, but it's not her thing. She's not into it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But she was like, I could probably do that. And if they have like, that's why we weren't, uh, that's why she didn't sign up immediately. Right. She was just going to train at Rob's gym and, you know, kind of bounce around the island and do some stuff while I was doing this. Oh, I got it now. I got it now. Got and it. she started looking closer and she's like, well, what if I want to do some of the classes? Michael, like, oh, I think you can like, drop in here and then we just like ask how much is like, well what if i just want to not do the other she's looking for an excuse to take a break too right and it's like let's just sign you up and if you don't like it you can always go to the gym yes and it turned out like i think it's very useful actually as a huh. reforming fitness enthusiast to come and just take a break and do different things and learn different modalities and be mm-hmm. funny enough like all of the things that you've included here are very familiar which is also a very strange thing, which I, I, I want to touch on because people, the one thing I laughed at was the bufo, but like the, only because like when we put things together, it's all encompassing as in we try to affect people intellectually, we try to affect them emotionally, we try to plug away or poke at some kind of spirituality, whatever you want to define mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I don't mean it usually how people do, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll leave it there. And then obviously the physical component is all encompassing because mm-hmm. you're in your body in this dimension or whatever. And when I started looking at it first, it's like, yeah, it's jujitsu and it's with really good instructors and it's yoga. I'm not a yoga person. 
technically when we do mobility and flow work i we do something called devil's yoga um which is funny because it's it matches perfectly but it's also like i don't associate with yoga people just because the culture is different Uh but i appreciate it and then you go into breath work i know arthur pollens from a long way back we did some stuff at barbara's gym quite a while ago i know of luke because a he's a wim hof guy we teach breath work all the stuff Uh the sound baths got involved we run a sound bath Uh like i play didge i play gong i play all of that stuff you really do yeah you really are kind of all the things ice exposure we're actually converting the front of our gym to be ice sauna like norwegian Uh style plunge um and i started looking at him like (laughs) if i don't go to this it's like not it's like not receiving the message that this is where I need to come interact with people that I don't know. Huh. And so it was a very interesting thing for me to come out here because I didn't know anybody actually. I like I you know know of, of yeah, and yeah. you know I've talked to Arthur a couple times. So I, I messaged him when I was coming out here see if we could set something up, but I really I came out here as kind of like a I don't really want to know people. I want to meet people and see see what happens as an organic experience. What would it be like for me to be here and not... Nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows where I'm from. What would the experience be like that? I'm not getting treated special. I'm just going to classes. I'm just doing the same old stuff. And to be honest, it's been kind of phenomenal huh. to to be a, a, a like an actual participant in, in an event because usually we're teaching and doing the part and it, it, we're kind of separated from it. And you guys have really put together something that's kind of extraordinary oh, in in, in my mind. Um, I would tell you, keep doing it. Like, grow this thing. And it could be jujitsu, obviously. It could be yoga. It could be all the things that you love or into. Because I do think that whatever you're doing here uh, is different than how people think of vacations. It's different than how they think of travel. Mm-hmm. Um, you are building something that is very valuable and i think a i'm kind of selfish in the fact that i don't want it to become too popular because then i'm you know then it's not my thing i'm not an individual but also i do want you to succeed it's like it's the hipster part of me i was like oh i thought it was cool before it was cool kind of deal but no what you've done is uh, it's pretty phenomenal the the area that you picked, the hotel that you picked, the way that you arranged the rooms, the class schedule, everything has kind of orchestrated. It seems like you know exactly what you're doing. Well, it's always going to get better, hopefully. Sure. You know, yeah. it's always going to have, there's a lot of behind the scenes, scenes things that, that go wrong that I managed to cover of up before, before they present themselves. Yeah. I haven't noticed <laughs> any of it. Oh, man. Right? I, and, I, and I do know how events run, and I'm sure yeah. that's why I was asking you when you want to record. Look, I know like you're probably pinging at two in the morning because something went wrong or something didn't show up or somebody needs to change or somebody's flying out or there's an emergency. I get all of that stuff. But as a participant, I didn't notice a hiccup anywhere. Obviously, Mm. change of schedule happens, but that's... Nothing big, yeah. Yeah, nothing nothing would have ever let me know that this wasn't a seamless... I I wish we could have had the free diving with... I wish the water conditions were right because it's been wavy and windy, but the free diving is so cool. That was one of the things that I was looking forward to because I've done a course... But yeah. I wanted to do a depth course. Yeah, well, that's in this one. And we yeah. usually have a big island out there. Maybe yeah, yeah. Photos from the other ones where people just used to hang out on it, but the wind, it might blow away. And the conditions. It, and we've got one it. little one over there, but that's only yeah. one quarter of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's four pieces roped together. Oh, gotcha. The little trampoline thing yeah, that floats in the water. You just go chill on it. And then from there, that was your diving platform. And then we have the instructors, the dive yeah. instructors work off that. I think it was they did like 10 meters, so it wasn't yeah. too bad. No, that's fine. You know, yeah. But it's just enough to, to work with. And then if Amazing. you want to go further out when you're ready, you can go and yeah. try to hit 20. Is that just 
just have to do with the timing and the season, or just this sporadic weather? This that you is got? just an it's just an it's just an awkward no. It's just an awkward low pressure that with the with the um, with the sea. Okay. It's it's a little, today's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, today's okay. But I think because it's Sunday, it's like well, we could have had it today, really, to be honest yeah. with you. But um, it's just better to have a little bit calmer conditions. Yeah. Um, we may we might just it's also probably better to do it in the morning. Yeah. But then the problem with that is, is that if you want, you're going to miss that first jujitsu class on the, at the 7:45. Yeah. Where it's like we try and leave the middle of the day for all the outdoor fun. That's when the sun's at its hottest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Outdoor Smart. Wim Hof stuff. Yeah. Daytime swimming, snorkeling, all that kind of stuff, and the classes in the in in the, in the morning and then near the late afternoon. Yeah. And that's sort of the the vibe. Yeah. What What's your hope for the event? Like, I mean, obviously you want to grow it, build it, but do you imagine this being like just a Mallorca thing? Do you imagine setting this up kind of in different locations? Like what, what is yeah. your, your vision? Well, I'm, like this winter, I'm going to Mexico. Mm. What part? Um, uh, Did you say Sayulita? Oh my God, dude, I was gonna, I literally, what? me and Aaron were talking about this uh, last night and you're like, this would be great in Sayulita. And you came up with it first. Well, no, we have a, <laughs> we have a friend that has a hotel there. Uh, oh. Yeah, and okay, that's, well, that's what I was gonna. I was that's gonna what I'm looking at. Like I'm gonna go oh, look no around. Kidding. Yeah, okay. because their slower, their slower season is still a great season, right? Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's beautiful. Because then it'd be like that's a summer one. Yeah, um, and that coast is really great. You know. Yeah, um, and so it's how you lead it is the place in Mexico. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm gonna look there. I mean, it's. Um, uh, I'm actually been meaning to. Have you ever trained over there? I haven't. There's a guy there that I'm supposed to. I keep forgetting to call him. To talk about like a fixer with the mats because I don't have access to the mats. Yeah, well, I Maybe can I can connect you with a guy um, that owns a hotel. Okay, sure. It, it's a it's a smaller boutique style, but That's but he okay. knows everybody down there, so yeah. he's technically local by this point, and he's great. You, I'll tell you about his background after, but he you'd love you'd love him. Well, actually. definitely, I'll definitely meet him in in six weeks. Then oh, perfect. Okay. Um, Actually, so, we're thinking about going down there in December. Meet us. <laughs> yeah. My brother will be there. Actually, it's oh, the really? 28th of December to oh, it's amazing. 3rd of January. Yeah, that'd be an amazing time. That'd be a funny, funny uh, meeting. Um, so that's idea. there is an idea to expand. I mean, we're having another one in the spring. Yeah. Oh, you're going to do two years. Yeah, and that's in Camp de Mar, which is another cove about okay. 20 minutes down the coast. Okay. Um, and I've always wanted to do that one. It's, it's, about, it's, a, it's about, the hotel's about 25% smaller. The grounds are a little smaller. It's a four-star hotel, right? Yeah. And um, so it's not this. Sure. It's not this, but you know, can be a lot more affordable for uh, other yeah, people that different just price point. really wanted to come here, but they're like, that just can't afford it because it is. Yeah. This is a like a five-star concept. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people get ang- angry about that. It's a five-star festival camp, right? Yeah. It's that's what it is. It is going yeah. to be more expensive because this this. There's a reason this place there's is a manicured. There's like right. a perfectly manicured beach and private beach access and cove and and we're surrounded by the water, right? And, and, yeah, was like Aaron was just saying, he's like, why can't I live in a place where I can like call down and be like, yeah, could I get a Thai massage in ten minutes? And they're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And you go down, it's like one of the best Thai massages you get. <laughs> yeah. And then you can sit in the sauna and then jump in the cold. It's a, it's an insane facility. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, so it's, I understand. It's yeah. a special place, and the yeah. way. Because it's a bit southeast facing, the way the sun hits penetrates into the room sideways this yeah. time of year. That's the advantage of having it this time of year is you get the colder sun, like an yeah. autumn sun, 
Yeah. The sun you want hitting you. Yeah. With a lower like UV. Yeah. So, but the other place, it's still great because it's still a four star hotel. Yeah. Um, it's but it's it's on a sandy beach. So oh, it's okay. A big huge sandy beach. So that's a little bit different concept than this, right? Because yeah. this is on sort of rocks. Rocks. Yeah. Around and uh, and and we'll allow we we can allow kids. Yeah. So it's going to be open to like family suites. And so and we're going to have kids camps. Yeah, cool. So kids get to be on the beach, like no screens, no tablets, nothing. Just yeah. kids camps. You know, we run them in the summer anyway for our school. Yeah. You know, like getting into the water, looking for crabs and yeah. trying to catch fish, doing kid stuff. Yeah. Right. Getting dirty. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> and so that parents can kind of have fun doing, you know, their seminars. And it's the same format. Yeah. It's going to be the same point. We already got Sebastian Broch. You ever heard of him? Uh-uh. He's just really big in Europe, but it seems like Americans never know about him. He's he's the guy Yoga for BJJ. I don't know if you've ever heard of Yoga for BJJ. He was the first guy to really oh, start. Oh, yeah. I can, okay, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I have heard it yeah, in passing. He was, but... he, was a, he was world-class level competitor. Yeah. Uh, didn't win anything at, at Black Belt, but because he started getting into this business thing. And, sure, and, yeah. With, and, he made, and he made a great business, by the way. So, so him, uh, I think Mauricio wants to come back. Clark Gracie. Oh. We'll make that one. So Clark was supposed to be here. Oh, okay. Right? He was he, he was ready to go. And then his, his wife got pregnant. And then he's like, I think the baby's going to be born like around the same time. But we're yeah, like, we're think, seeing if we can fly still. And then he's, I'm, like, so I'm like, Clark, I don't think it's going to happen. And he's like, I don't think it's going to happen either. Because uh, he loves it. Yeah, yeah. Clark Gracie comes here. He's like, I'd like the 7.30 morning class, please. Can I have all you know all yeah, the yeah. mornings, 7.30? So him, he's done and his girlfriend just jump into it everything yeah don't roll cool. yeah <laughs> he doesn't roll he's ice bath to acro yoga yeah. to in the sea to everything yeah except jujitsu because he does his class and he's happy to do his class yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, does yeah. jujitsu every day right yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's like into, he's looking for the break he's looking for, and being yeah. with his girlfriend right because they yeah. have a good laugh they go out and eat and so i felt really bad for him of course he's super happy he's got a baby which is great so i'm like huh you know what you know what festival you can go to clark the family one, yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. "Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm guess Happen I'm getting the the family one, <laughs> the family one." It's like, yeah, yeah, I guess that, yeah, yeah, because he still wants to go because he loves this place, right? Yeah. And you know, we're gonna see how that goes. That's a new one, brand new. You know, we don't have any yeah. content on it yet. Um, That's amazing. And it's gonna, and it's I'm late. And I should have posted the tickets like a month ago, but everything was going too crazy. I just didn't have the time. That's usually how it goes. It's gonna be, yeah, it'll be launched uh, here in the next couple days awesome yeah. and then and then potentially other countries and other, yeah if, yeah, if, yeah if things work out and i'm trying to figure out like i'd love to do america i, I mean, mean world war three might affect no i'm just <laughs> there's a place in arizona that i, I called and there's oh. i think still shut down from covid because it's in a native american a reservation. Uh, reservation oh no kidding but it's called havasu pie Falls. oh yeah 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 okay you know yeah, and i thought well, it'd be cool to have a one like a more of a just a camping one because yeah. we could rent basically if we could hire the whole because you know our thing is hire the whole place yeah right we have to have a run of the house contract that's yeah, a, yeah that's yeah. our must must so we have to convince a hotel give us the whole give place. us the whole place and you can book it out yeah and then we can do what we want to it with amazing the, the yeah. thing so i wanted to basically see if we could there's only so many permits allowed in this beautiful for those that don't know it's basically a part of the grand canyon where the water havasu pie means people of the blue green water yeah, that's, that's the water's it's blue. like tropical looking water. Well, it looks yeah. like Gatorade. Yeah. Right? It looks like blue Gatorade going down this orange canyon. Yeah. Right? And uh, well, I guess that's your kind of area, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, And then the waterfalls are just like to die for. Insane, like, yeah. Insane waterfalls. The water's pretty cold probably because it comes out of the ground. It must come around 
it must come out at, out at, at 40 or something like that you know it's yeah. really cold water yeah even in the dead of august it's freezing yeah because it's right out of the ground and so well, that's a kind of cold water stuff and so so there was that idea i don't know i i got to get this one kind of sure yeah, yeah. kind of set get the one over there set but i'd love to have them in like the four corners of the of the year you know Interesting, so yeah so spring autumn summer and and around winter yeah and your 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 personal practice with jiu-jitsu your uh second degree i get my second degree in six weeks nice know? okay congratulations ahead of time yeah. uh what is it your personal practice with jiu-jitsu where, where is it at what is uh uh that's a good question i mean <laughs> once i started getting a dojo yeah right because i what it is i've been teaching now for five years mm-hmm. and i just roll a little bit after the sure. class and i usually but i'm, I'm i find myself who you're rolling with while well, i'm rolling with the new guy yeah. or the girl that's feeling uncomfortable because nobody wants to roll with her yeah, 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 so yeah. a lot of white belt rolling yeah. or the old guy rolling that's like should nobody should go near him yeah. keep keep the the you know the spazzy white belts away from him you know so managing <laughs> the barrier you know to... and I'm, everything from that to scrubbing a toilet to trying to sell memberships and yeah. you know running a business right and so it's it's changed for me Right, in the last five years, when it used to be, like when I was a student, it was like, and of course I'm always a student, but sure. when I mean, you know, when I had normal membership and all that, it was like, uh, you know, I get there, get on the mats, and I see, see my friends and shake their hands, and, all, you know, been exciting, waiting all day for this, and when you look around the mat, and there's always like the three types of people, there's, there's the guys that, you know, you know they're, they're better than you, and you know they can kick your ass, and you're thinking, well, I'm going to wait till the fifth round for them. Yeah, yeah, I, just about I, need, I need a boost that's, first. That's I the, need to feel that's good the finish, about myself. That's the finishing workout, blowout, yeah. get your ass kicked. Yeah. And then there's like the, maybe say, lighter people or inexperienced people, and it's like, well, that's the warm-up, yeah. right? You know, typically I actually go a lot with women early, yeah, just because that's a good role, and I have a good technical role with them, yeah. and I'm, I know how to give them a good match with yeah. the right amount of pressure where they really enjoy it. And, have, and it helps have, you concentrate on just being technical and yeah, technical. Uh, I know if I if they get past, then I'm going to bridge with sixty percent power only. Yeah, and I can I can do that. And then but then I'll try and bridge with sixty percent sixty percent, but really get the technique yeah, done. Yeah, and yeah. You know. So and then there's the guy, the, you know, the guy that you know you're about the same weight, you're the same level, level. Yeah. and that's like you always save that one for the second or third round to make sure you got enough gas and you're ready because yeah, sometimes yeah. he gets you and sometimes you get him and you're yeah. actually like the best friends yeah. by this time because you go but after you each other but you also kind of don't like you, each other yeah 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 but you also you also really compete with each other full on right and so so i miss that and i miss uh uh you know because you're in and you're out um, and i've even thought about if i get caught up more with all this stuff this you know Maybe teaching less classes and just trying to get because I'm I'm not in as great a shape as I was. I hurt my back mm. last year from nothing injury related. It might be just wear and tear, probably mm. lack of mobility, and um, coming off of COVID, I think yeah. I was. Uh, I think that might have psychologically inflamed my back in a way. If that makes any sense, you know. I don't, oh, well, I was gonna say my 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 first response when a guy has hurt their back between the ages of like 30 and 50 and there was no acute damage there is like it's probably an emotional thing it could be and people are weirded out by that but in reality like we're taught to kind of harbor and you know push things down and like where do you push it down it's like usually the base of your spine like yeah and people yeah, yeah. you get esoteric with it but it 
it has proven true more times than not that if you learn what the thing is that you're not dealing with and you learn to bring that up, then magically some kind of thing is released. I would have never believed that until yeah. that sort of happened. There's actually, uh, Dr. Sarno was the guy called the divided mind was the guy who kind of discovered this in the eighties and he just started recognizing he's a physio and seeing a pattern. Yeah. And he was like, this doesn't make sense. He's like, there's no physical structure that is harmed here through MRIs, x-rays, all of this stuff. And there was just this lingering pain. So he started talking, he just started, you know, dealing with a psychologist and having an interview and seeing what came up. And Mm. sure enough, he started linking these emotional repressions to back Mm. injuries. Mm. Um, and, And he started treating back injuries with emotional therapy work. Mm-hmm. And they started alleviating. And he's like, you can think what you want about it. I know guys hate that. I think that, no, there's something there to that for, for sure. sure. So it's so it's been slower on the, the recovery side there. And, yeah. But I think I need to, I'm going to, you know, now that I feel like this is doing a little bit better and trying to start training properly and sign up for a competition maybe oh, that's yeah. way out there. Because if you nice. set that, then yeah, you know you you're going to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, get back into competing because that really makes you, if you set a few tournaments up a year, yeah. that'll keep you training properly, you know. And it is, uh, you, you, yeah, you sign your name on the dotted line and you kind of have to be prepared. Otherwise, it's not fair to everybody else that's involved. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, I want to thank you for taking the time. Uh, I've super enjoyed your story. I just, uh, it's, it's a, I, I'm glad people get to hear this. If uh, people want to learn more about your event or you personally, point them in the right direction. Anything else you want to share, more than welcome to. Um, yeah, so on um, Instagram, it's MB, Mjorka BJJ Yoga Fest. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put a link to it. Yeah, put so a link. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. we have a website, Mjorka BJJ and Yoga Festival. Um, Our school, if you're ever in Mallorca, come check it out. It's just called Mallorca BJJ. Mm -hmm. Great for the Google search. Um, (laughs) And uh, and that's that's pretty much it. Um, You know, if if you're out there listening, feel free to contact us. Come and check this place out. You've been here. It's an amazing place, and we hope to be here many, 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 many years. I'd love to be here forever. I I wanted to keep it a secret, but it's probably too late for that. (laughs) Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Michael.